Welcome back to Growing in This Word. God bless you guys, man. Listen, do I got a treat for you today. Here we are, and we are in the book of Matthew chapter uh, 2, and we finished last time and with uh, the genealogy of Matthew chapter 1, which is awesome because it led us to the uh, unsounding belief that Christ is and came from the line of, of the uh, lineage of Judah, and he was a loyal and royal blood Jew who uh, died for the sins of the world. But we have a what we have here is a radical message, and the message is basically coming down to now Jesus Christ is born. He's coming into the world. He is now being formed in, uh, you know, we see that what's going on, we see the, that Jesus' birth and preparation is here. We see the childhood coming in this chapter up. Jesus is going to be prepared. We're going to see the declaration of Jesus' principles, and we are going to see the beginning of Jesus' ministry. What a radical time, man, but we're going to see more than that. We're going to see the purpose of what's going on. Listen, we're going to see how as believers, how how hard and difficult it is to follow Christ because this this whole chapter is really about how the devil is trying to stop Jesus. We have a radical message about Jesus Christ being killed uh, before he can even get into the world. Listen, Herod is paranoid. He wants power. He is a uh, listening to Augustus, the Roman Empire. He, you know, even even Augustus said that it's it's you know, it's he he said it bitterly that it was safer to be Herod's pig than Herod's son. Amazing, Lord, we come before you now, Father. We ask that you lead this whole this study by by you, Lord, and your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, Amen. Listen, man, you guys, I'm going to tell you something, man. This study of Matthew chapter 2 is going to be radical this morning. I'm going to tell you, I really prepared for some of this, but the Lord is going to lead. And I think that this sermon's probably going to be one of the best sermons that the Lord preached in me ever. Or it could be the worst. I don't know, man. We're going to spin it. Wherever the Lord does it, it is what it is. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to Growing in His Word, man. God bless you guys. I'm excited, man. Listen. Last week, we, like I said, we were in Matthew chapter 1. We talked about the genealogy. We talked about how important, uh, you know, it is of, the, of how the chief priests mentioned, you know, that it was, they were, they were, they were getting upset. They, they knew a king was there. You know, we talked about Emmanuel. We talked about the verse and how, uh, the prophet Isaiah consoles King Ahaz of, uh, Ahaz of Judah. Uh, it was a coalition of two kings and, and, and King Rezin of uh, Aram and King Pekaf of Israel was opposing Ahaz. And Isaiah tells us that Ahaz, not to fear for the plans of his enemies. Listen, they would not succeed. It was a sign to Ahaz, a son would be born of a woman. And before that boy reached the age where he could tell right from wrong, the two kings would no longer be a threat to Ahaz. So basically in the same way, they took Jesus and they hit him. They hit him from Herod. Herod was a mean monster. He was nasty. He was evil. He was brutal. He was a a, a leader. He was powerful. He built temples. 
He was a good leader, but he was a nasty leader. See what the devil was doing in him. We see that the actual situation here is so radical because he was he was a very rotten person. You know, and Jesus was 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 born before the death of Herod the Great. And so and that was around 4 BC. The birth of Jesus is really unknown. So I don't know about Christmas or whatever. I, you know, he could have been born in October for all we know. Here, here's the crux of the situation. Listen, the visit of the wise men was in, in chapter 2 of, of Matthew. It says this. It says in verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born, okay, in Bethlehem of Judah, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came. Now listen to this. They came from the east. Because they were, they were among the Jews. They probably were exiled from Judah in Israel centuries ago. And they were waiting for the Messiah also. And so we see these wise men were astronomers. And they came months later to go worship Jesus. They were, they were basically waiting for the Messiah too. And it's so funny because the shepherds, when they went, they didn't miss the mark. They got there. To Bethlehem. But you see, the wise men, they missed the mark because they were waiting on the star. They were waiting for this star in the sky. And, and, and Jesus was the star. You see, they were so focused on the star that they missed the mark on these, these astronomers or whatever it may be. God could have used the stars. God uses pastors, but they're rotten, some of them. I mean, they pretend to be Christians. And God uses the star as a pointer. So these wise men would get out there and show, show Herod because they missed the mark and they ended up at Herod's place in Jerusalem. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Here comes the wise men thinking they're going to worship Jesus and they're astronomers. They're stuck in that cult. Okay. But they really believe, you know, Barclay, etc. That's a long story. We'll get into that next week. But they really believe they're on their way to worship the Messiah and they end up at Herod's place. Wow. The evil guy. The guy who hates Jesus. The guy who wants to be worshipped like, like a god. You know, he here's the thing, man. The star was Jesus. Jesus was the star. Not, not you rock stars out there. Or movie stars. Oh, I don't like that. Well, I don't care what you like. Here's the deal. Jesus wants to be worshipped as the star. He's the star, man. Not like the star in the sky, but anyways, Jesus, the star was used as a pointing star, as, as it is in some people's life. You see, it's funny because the wise men, here we're going to read, it says, Behold, the wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. <laughs> they wanted to worship the Messiah. They were waiting for the Messiah. I believe that God stirred up those astronomers to go down there to visit Herod and say, hey, look, dude, here we are. Where's he at? That stirred up a jealousy wrath in that rotten king. Maybe, maybe we see it. They missed the mark. And so we see that. And then here we are where we have the, the actual, you know, he ends up at Herod's place instead of Jesus's and you could check it. I mean, Charles Spurgeon said it. And so we see 
the star was used as a pointer. And we see some pastors, they're like a sign. They post, you know, they, 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 they post pointing the way, but they never actually live to be what they're called to be. They're rotten, like some, pa- like some pastors out there. I'm not saying all of them, but we see it. We see Herod, who wanted to be accepted by the Jews, whom he ruled, was not a Jew at all, but an Adamite. An Edomite and a Roman recognized him as a vassal king over Judah. And so the Jews tempered their great hatred of him with with, uh, admiration for his building projects. Like, basically, man, he was good for nothing. But he built some temples. Whoopee-dee. I know a lot of pastors who built churches. They're good for nothing. They pretend to be something they are, but they're not. They point the way like the star. And so Barclay reminds us of what a bloody violent ruler Herod was. And he had no sooner, and he had no sooner come to the throne than he began by annihilating the Sanhedrin. He slaughtered 300 court officers. He murdered his wife, Marmini, and her mother, Alexandria, his eldest son, Antipater, and his two sons, Alexander and, and Aristobulus. He, he whacked them all. And he even killed some of his close buddies. Man, we see that today in some churches. They're just brutal to each other. You know, once I belonged to a church and it separated. (laughs) There was a reason for it. So we have rulers in the church and there you have non-believers that... Don't understand what's going on. This is, you're thinking, what does this have to do with Matthew? Well, it has a lot to do with it because we have a rotten king. All right. We have a rotten king in the house and he's trying to kill Jesus instead of preaching the gospel or preaching that he loves Jesus. He wants to kill him because he tricks him. He says, bring him to me and let me worship him. He didn't want to worship him. He wanted to extort him and kill him. <laughs> That's what they do. They, 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 rotten people like to do that. But God sees their sin and he waits. So they can get everything they want now. But in the end, they're going to bow and bend over by, and, and, and have to realize that Jesus Christ, and they got to bend over and get on their knees and worship Christ. It's going to happen. It will happen sooner or later. However, Herod is instructed regarding the Messiah coming by the chief priests and the scribes. So, and when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where Christ was to be born. So they said to him, in, well, in Bethlehem in Judea. Judah or Judea, you want to call it. For this, thus it is written by a prophet. Listen to this. Here's what this says here in verse, in verse, in, in, in verse 3. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Well, they were scared of him. That's why they were. They were. They were scared. Listen, they were scared. That's why they were. They were troubled. And all Jerusalem was. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, "Where, where is the Christ was to be born?" Listen to this, verse five. So, so they said to him, "In Bethlehem of Judah, Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet." And here we go. Listen. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Listen, it's already happening. The fraud is coming in. The sorcery, 
the wickedness. The demons are coming to try to rob what Jesus wants to do. And that's to die for us on the cross. Satan wants to come and steal our joy before Jesus even comes into our life. Believers, listen, I know there's rotten pastors out there. I know you've gone to church and all they talk about is money. Pass the coin box. I ran into someone the other day and they were saying, I said, hey, I want to go to church, man. They were saying, I, can't, I, don't, I, I just can't afford to go to church. I go, what do you mean you can't afford to go to church, man? And he goes, I said, it's free. And he goes, well, I don't have any donation money. And and he was, I looked at him, man. The guy was serious, man. He was, this guy was serious. I said, wow. It's gone without those, or I can't just go there because I don't, you know, nobody talks to me. You see? Believers, listen. Don't be discouraged. Don't, don't let King Herod rob your joy. There's a King Herod all around these churches. They're frauds, some of them. Not all of them. I'm not calling the church a fraud. Let's get that straight. But we see, we see what's going on, the true character of Herod and how he attempts to use the wise men to find the child so he can kill him. Listen, these rotten pastors out there will try to kill your relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't let them. Do not let the devil win. Believers, they're not really pastors, some of them. Watch their fruit. If their church ain't even growing, it's dead. You know, the Holy Spirit ain't there. If they sit down and put their hands in the air and go, like pigs on a pulpit, and they can't even preach God's word solidly, and they burp and eat food and just watch everybody and don't listen or talk. or You can see the spirit in them, bro. It's just test the spirits. You know you're not in, you know you're in Herod's church. Listen, if you're not getting fed the word, get out. Don't, don't, don't blame the whole church on one man. Especially if they're, you know, you could see the Holy Spirit's not in them. Believers, look, God's in love with you. Don't let the devil rob your joy. Don't let bitterness come inside you. I, I, I have been victim of that years, years ago and even sometimes recently. Don't let that happen. Keep going, man. Keep going. The shepherds didn't miss the mark. We don't need to miss it either. Listen. I mean, years ago, I met a pastor. He claimed to be a pastor. And he'd look at women and lust. And he would extort his church members. He was a hireling. Still is. May God help him. However... If you go to the verse of this Bible in Matthew, in verse, in, verse, in verse 7, you'll see, then Herod, just put your rotten pastor that you know there, that replace Herod with that rotten pastor in your own mind, and it'll, it'll help you forgive your, 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 your rotten pastors, because I get letters about it too. <laughs> then Herod, verse 7, when he had... Listen to this. We had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. Verse 8 says, And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him back to me, that I may come to worship him also. Here we see it, man. Oh, God, it's just disgusting. It's sad. 
Verse 9 says, When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. Verse 10 says, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary. Listen, with Mary. Okay? His mother. And they and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasure, they presented gifts to him, gold, frank, frankincense, and myrrh. Okay, these are the oils. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Listen, they're going to run now because they see. They see what's going to happen. The fulfillment's coming. This is the second fulfillment of the prophecy recorded in chapter 2. And the first in, in verse 6 is a direct fulfillment of Micah's prophecy about the birthplace of Jesus. And this is the, this is a typological fulfillment. Okay? It's amazing. This prophecy is from Hosea chapter 11. It refers to the nation of Israel as God's son coming out of Egypt in the Exodus. Jesus is the genuine son of God and as Israel's Messiah is the true Israel. See John chapter 15. Therefore he gave, so he gives fuller meaning to this prophecy in Hosea, Hosea chapter 11 verse 1. Read it on your own time, believers. Listen, and we're going to get into it. Listen, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt. That's what I'm telling you. Stay here until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Dude, if he killed his own family, you know he wants to kill Jesus. I mean, this is wicked times. 4 BC, around 4 BC. Okay? And so we see when he arose, listen to this. Check this out. He says, Stay there until I bring the word of, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14 says, When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. Verse 15 says, And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord in the, uh, through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt they called my son. That's, you need to read Hosea. Okay? And Herod, Herod here is where it gets worse. Here's where it gets worse. Basically, I, I'm going to read this to you and we're going to talk about it. Then Herod, when he saw that, he was deceived by the wise. Listen, when he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. Okay, he was out of control. Okay, some men get so angry, they just don't show it. But they're raging inside like a, like a, like a, like a sea, like an ocean just going back and forth and raging just screaming inside because they're viciously so evil inside. They don't even really belong in certain positions, in, in certain places, in certain pulpits, whatever it is. Remember Herod now. Remember Herod. Because Jesus would never rob your joy, but a, but a rotten Herod would. Listen, here we see an angry, out-of-control person, man. This guy is mean now. He's just raging, I mean, he's probably, oh, he's probably thinking, nobody's going to take my, nobody's going to take my kingdom. Nobody's going to take my pulpit. Nobody's going to take my, mine, mine, me, me, me. Bitter. <laughs> you may think to yourself, well, 
What's this meaning have to do with this tier? Well, it's pretty simple. There are so many people out there that would love to rob your joy. And you as a believer need to stop and say, I'm not going to let that happen. This guy's trying to kill Jesus. He has so much power. You know, he's already killed his family members. He's already killed, you know, so many people. And now he's coming for the real deal. So he still can't get, catch Jesus because God's already in control. And that's what I'm trying to tell you, non-believers out there. And believers, just listen to this. So he's angry. He sent forth and he wanted them all put to death. He he wanted all the male children, all the little baby male children to, I mean, who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from the two years older, old and under. That's sad. I mean, he wanted to commit abortion at afterwards. Basically, listen to this. Under according to the time which he had determined from the wise men, verse 17. Now he's going out the wise men, the astrologers. I wouldn't do that. But verse 17 says, then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, and here's where the Babylonian captivity started, remember? In verse 18, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping, and great mourning. This is Jeremiah 31, 15. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they, they are no more. There's evidence of what this guy's doing already. It's just like, it's crazy. You know, verse 19 says, now when Herod was dead, Thank God. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Listen, God moves people out of the way so that the, he will protect them. He puts them out of the way so God can deal with them, whether it's to kill them or to restore them. And then they leave for a while and come back. And verse 21 says, Then he arose, took the child and his mother, and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea, Judah, instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in the dream, he turned aside in the region of Galilee. Verse 23 says, And he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. That's Jesus. Listen, believers, believers, this is where it gets good. Look, look. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ wants you to know that he's in control. Herod, here in the Bible, listen. Herod was an evil person. He wanted Jesus so bad. They saw the young child with the mother. He wanted to kill Jesus. Listen, Jesus, when they had opened their treasures, remember, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This Jesus, the Messiah, was everything. They, they never even knew he was going to die for them on the cross. They came in faith and they went to worship the Messiah. They knew that the Messiah would take care of them no matter what happened in their life. Listen, and he will do that for you now. Believers, listen to me. They presented gifts to him because they knew. And the same way, when we give to Jesus today, we don't give to him directly, but to his people who use those gifts on behalf and benefit and hopefully wisely. 
God has given us gifts. And we need to take these gifts and use them for his glory. Our gifts are for him. Jesus said, bring your gifts to me and use them for my glory. Whatever they may be. You may be thinking, I don't have any gifts. Well, Jesus says, you do. Get on your knees and pray. There's a gift. The gift of prayer. Listen. This gold is the gold that God wants to give you spiritually. We need to get our eyes off of the pastor. We need to fall down and worship Jesus like the wise men, like the, you know, the shepherds. We, importantly, need to give our gifts to Christ. We need to worship Jesus no matter what. Here we see, listen, believers, we see here three different responses to Jesus on, and, and one may say that all the people respond in one of these three ways. Herod displayed an open hatred and hostility towards Jesus. The chief priests and the scribes were basically indifferent toward Jesus. But all, listen to this believers, all the while retaining their religious respectability. The wise men sought out Jesus and worshipped him even at a great cost. So if we compare the visit of the wise men to the earlier visit in the shepherds in Luke chapter 2, verse 15 and through 20, we see that Jesus came to the Jew first, then the Gentile. Jesus came to the humble and the, and, and the ignorant first, then the, then the, then the honorable, the, I mean, then the, the honorable and learned. Jesus came to, to poor the first. Listen, Jesus came to the poor first then the rich. Because he said, the poor you'll always have. Remember that. We should learn from the wisdom of these wise men, but not, not be an astrologer. We, you see, they were not satisfied with looking at the star and admiring it. They did something about the star and they set out and followed it. They preserved in their search in the following after the star. They didn't go to the pastor and worship the pastor. They worshiped Jesus. They weren't discouraged in the search by the by the you know clergy and the doubtful religious leaders. They rejoiced, they rejoiced at the star. When they arrived in the destination, the star led them and they entered it. And when they entered and they worshiped, they sensed an urgency to worship him now and not wait until later. And that's what we believers need to do when they worshiped it was to give something not an empty-handed adoration believers listen jesus christ is in love with you don't let the devil rob your joy don't let satan come and steal what god has given you don't let the devil come and do that to you don't let some rotten uh evil pastor that thinks he's a real pastor don't don't look at the pastor he'll fail you look at jesus admire the gifts and give them to god listen be a cheerful giver in your own way whether it's through your gifts you don't got to give money second corinthians chapter 8 and 9 says now concerning the ministry ministering to the saints it is super it's super uh, it's it is Superfluous for me to write to you, for I know your willingness about which I boast to you, the Macedonians. And it goes on to talk about the gift. Listen, the gifts. Don't be, don't be worried. 
verse chapter 10 says it's a spiritual war. Paul said, myself and pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beg you, he says, I beg you that when I am pres present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some, some who think of us as we walked according to the flesh. For, th for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of, the, of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every, every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all the disobedience with their, when, the, when your obedience is fulfilled. Listen, believers, don't worry about the rotten people. The rotten pastors, the rotten Herods, they're there on the pulpit. We know about them. We know about the ones begging for money. We know about the sneaky ones trying to take your money. We know about the sneaky ones trying to get into your life and their hirelings. We know about them. And you know what? God knows about them and he's going to deal with them. We know how they extort leaders and we know how they extort and use it like a mafia. We know about that. And if you don't know, you know, you know. But what we got to consider is this. Jesus Christ sent his only begotten son to die for us. And Herod couldn't kill Jesus. And neither can any of these rotten pastors, rotten leaders, and rotten people in your life who want to destroy your relationship with Jesus. You don't need a church with a bird on it. You don't need a church with a, a, a label. You need Jesus. Because doves, crows, animals aren't going to save you. It's what Christ did on the cross for you. It's what he's done for you. It's what he wants to do for you. It's not about touchy-feely. It's about Jesus loving you and you loving him. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this time. Lord, oh Lord Jesus, as we uh, come before you, we thank you for growing in his word. It's, it's so awesome to grow freely. Not worrying to, about anything in this world. Father, we have you, Lord. We know that they try to stop you, Father. But Lord, Eric couldn't stop even stop you father <laughs> nor can anybody in this world lord you're going to judge the world and judge the rotten people you're going to judge the rotten pastors and rotten leaders and father we know it's your job not ours lord we eagerly pray for them and we love them father even though they persecuted us father we love them we give them to you in jesus name amen god bless you guys and listen man we're going to be hitting chapter 3 next week of, of Matthew. It's going to be radical, man. I can't wait. Remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Growing in His Word is here for you. Jot down an email if you all need any prayer, whatever you need. Come on come on in, and, and we're here to pray for you, man. We love you guys. This is a free podcast. This podcast was brought to you by Jesus and powered by the Holy Spirit. God bless your year. God bless your day. And remember, God is everything.